0: So the average number of video streaming services utilized by the United States users has fallen for the first time. Wow, and I'm not quite sure what to make of this. The research firm, uh, Omedia, O-M-D-I-A, put out a report that said the figure declined from 7.23 is the average in U.S. households in November to 7.06 in April. So it doesn't seem like a big decline, but it is a decline. So I guess that we're thinking we're at the ultimate limit to the number of services a consumer will be able to manage. And the U.S. growth seems to be stumbling and maybe we've hit the new ceiling. I don't know. They still continue to say that netflix and disney will be fine and they don't mention this here i don't know that i guess prime doesn't count because you have to be prime is part of the full amazon package they haven't split that up yet which i would uh, think is going to come soon but we'll see uh, while pay tv is largely stable on their subscription video on demand, and they increasingly have uh, consumers using the what they call the AVOD, the advertising based video on demand. We'll see. Uh, I know that we're you know, it's tough to manage access to all the content that we're getting. I love it, but it is, you know, you have to decide what content you're going to use and what content is having this show on and that show on. I love it, but okay. It's still on the rise, uh, in the UK, they're at 5.78 services per user, but that's still, you know, way below the average of the United States users. So we'll see, maybe if the economy uh, has something to do with it. People are starting to realize, Ooh, you know, maybe I don't need to spend that for that particular streaming service. And I'm kind of that way with, uh, YouTube TV now, you know, they, they keep jacking the price up on YouTube TV. Plus all the other streaming devices, uh, streaming services, it's, uh, it's getting to be, uh, you know, uh, a couple of bucks out of your pocket a couple of bucks out of your pocket, and perhaps with the economy starting to struggle a little, maybe we all need to visit that that little budgeting issue that we have with streaming services. So, we'll see how it goes. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. And if you are visiting New York City, or live in New York City's Chelsea neighborhood, you are able to visit the new Google store. I know, how excited are you now? It's the launch for Google of their first brick and mortar retail location. It's gonna have a room full of flat screen TVs for customers to try Google's Stadia gaming service. Something called an Imagination Space. It's a 17 foot round glass structure where you can experience Google's latest and greatest services and the showroom for Google's hardware products, such as pixel phones. So man, how excited are you? I I'm told reading this story that Google has purchased a bunch of property in that Chelsea neighborhood, or at least in New York. So, I mean, they are taking it over it seems. It's too bad de Blasio can't run again, or he'd be after them for money. Maybe he is anyway. Maybe we'll talk a little sometime about the mayoral election in New York. I know it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really affect, uh, many of you that obviously don't live in New York or the United States listening to chewing the fat, but it is a fascinating run and they are all beating up each other right now. And it seems to be a big deal that they're all blasting de Blasio, well, his wife, for $850 million, uh, given to the mental health program that she champions. Yeah. Um, where did that money go? Eh, we don't know. Uh, we you know, it's somewhere that thrive program was so great. And, but what happened to the $850 million budget? Yeah, it's, it's somewhere. I I don't know it's somewhere. Oh, okay. No problem. Then we'll just let you keep all that money. That's great. Speaking of New York, Harvey Weinstein, you know him. You love him. Is soon to be extradited to California, obviously from New York. He's going to stand trial on charges that he sexually assaulted five women in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. The New York judge ruled, hey, got to go. Remember, they've been talking about uh, they kept postponing it and putting it off. So he's 69 now. And they've spent the last few months fighting the L.A. County prosecutors because L.A. County prosecutors want to bring him to Southern California. But uh, the New York court judge, Kenneth Case ruled that LA County authorities could claim custody of Weinstein, setting the stage for a second trial focused on the alleged pattern of sexually abusing actresses and models he held sway over in Hollywood. I mean, the guy's been really sick and I I know we wanna kick him, but the horse is already down. The horse is almost dead. We're just gonna continue to kick him? Yeah, that's what we're gonna do, Jeff. Oh, okay. No problem. He apparently needed injections and cardiac surgery or cataract surgery, not cardiac surgery, although I think he's had cardiac surgery as well, uh, cataract surgery to prevent the permanent loss of his eyesight. And uh, he's almost blind, I guess now. And those surgeries could take up to nine months to complete. So they're talking about the extradition, you know, being uh, not good for his health. <laughs> uh so what it doesn't matter. Uh we're still bringing them to uh we're bringing them to California to be tried and they're still maybe possibly trying to make it so it's uh virtual. We'll see if that happens, I don't know. In April It was revealed that uh, the L.A. County Grand Jury indicted Weinstein on four counts of forcible rape, four counts of forcible oral copulation, two counts of sexual battery, and one count of sexual penetration by force. Okay. Now, the indictment allows prosecutors to avoid the need to hold a preliminary hearing in L.A., as was meant to preempt the potentially speedy trial issues in the Weinstein case. Oh okay. Now, all five women accusing Weinstein of assault testified at the hearing, according to the officials who, you know, spoke on condition of anonymity. Oh, okay. No place. Because the transcript for the hearings still remain under seal. Why are you kidding me? Okay. No problem. Uh, Lauren Young, the only accuser whose identity has been made public in the Los Angeles case, has alleged Weinstein lured her into his room after meeting at the Montage Hotel in Beverly Hills in 2013, where the mogul allegedly grabbed her breast and, uh, pleasured himself before she fled. Now she testified in the Weinstein case in Manhattan as part of the prior bad acts witness. Oh, okay. All right. No problem. The second accuser in the Los Angeles case is an Italian model who previously told the times that Weinstein had attacked her inside Mr. C hotel in Beverly Hills in 2013. And her identity has not been made public, but the assault when reported to the Los Angeles police department in 2017, Sparked the investigation that led to the filings of charges earlier last year, which would be 2020. <laughs> wow. I mean, they just want to kick this guy down. Now, I know he's a bad guy. I know we've got a premise it for that. And I know that, uh, you know, he's, <sighs> I think, had more than 80 now women accuse him of sexual abuse in. You know the United States and Europe some of these are a little uh, okay so this particular girl Lauren young lady so he grabbed her breast and pleasured himself and then she fled okay so I you know I know I know I never mind I'm not gonna get into it again I've we've covered Harvey first a long time and he's a bad guy and I hope they kick him when he's down. I want him. That's it. I mean, the guy is sick. He's in prison. He's not, you've given him a life sentence. It was only for 23 years, Jeff. Okay. All right. It was only for 23 years. You got me. The guy is 69. Now he's not going to make it. That's a life sentence for him, but it doesn't matter. We want to drag him out to LA and we want to put him on trial again. All right, all right, let's go. Let's kick him while he's down. Good news coming from Victoria's Secret, or some of you might not think it's good news, but my gosh, it is. Oh, man, uh, they are finally saying goodbye to the angels, and you know how we hate those Victoria's Secret angels. Wow, we're so sick of seeing those women out there Running around up and down that runway with those skimpy Victoria's Secret stuff on and their angel wings. Well, they're going to be replaced with a new group of women icons, including soccer star Megan Rapino. Is it Rapino? Rapino? We'll just go with Rapino. Uh, in what the brand is calling the VS Collective. Oh, good. Good, good, good. It's a start of a major overhaul. <laughs> oh, yes, it's trying to redefine itself, and it's uh, going to turn into one of the biggest brand turnarounds in recent memory. Is it going to be a turnaround, is my question. I guess. I mean, they're certainly hoping it is. When the world was changing, we were too slow to respond, said Martin Waters, Victoria's Secret new CEO. We needed to stop being about what men want and to be about what women want. All right. Thank you, CEO Martin Waters. Now, Megan said uh, Victoria's Secret was previously patriarchal, sexist, viewing not just what it meant to be sexy, but what the clothes were trying to accomplish through a male lens and through what men desired. But she's been convinced it wants to change. So it's going to expand in the coming months. And they're going to be adding other female stars that will advise the brand, develop products, and appear in ads. Plus, there's probably going to be a podcast in there, which will be great. And according to this, the fashion show will return in a new form in 2022. I seriously can't wait for that. Uh, I, I'm already programming to record that. As the brand overhauls its marketing, it also plans to lighten up stores, add new mannequins in several sizes, and start selling nursing and post mastectomy bras. Victoria Secrets will become its own public company this summer and has a whole new executive team and is forming a mostly female board. Oh, that's going to be so good. With all these changes, uh, you know, they for sure were remembered peddling the old Jessica Rabbit curves to the world, but it wants to eventually be the world's biggest and best advocate for women. The question is, (laughs) the real question is, will customers buy it? Well, if you don't, if you don't buy it, you're the hater. Okay? You're the hater. I mean, we have uh, Rihanna's Rihanna's new savage x fente leggings uh that everybody wound up we talked a little bit about it today uh on the glenn beck radio program as pat and i filled in for glenn and Stu. Uh, i keep forgetting that i'm actually sitting in for Stu and not uh, glenn but hey that's just me so she has uh a new uh savage x leggings which also you know just as a side note are crotchless and so that's good, right? <laughs> the soft mesh open back crotchless leggings. Only forty nine ninety five from Savage X Fenty. Yes, it's the new lingerie and loungewear line from Rihanna. Well, that's good. I love the description. <laughs> With strappy lace trim crisscrossing over the butt crack for a playful surprise. Yeah, that's a playful surprise, all right. (laughs) We're supposed to be in love with it. Now, this is not what we're supposed to be getting from Victoria's Secret. What we're getting from Victoria's Secret is uh, more like uh, the Lizzo bikini body sexy swim suit wear stuff from Lizzo. And that's the kind of stuff I guess we're supposed to get from Victoria's Secret now. But not from Rihanna's butt-bearing, playful surprise, Savage X-Vente leggings. And it goes up to 3X. I was looking at the website. And the 3X model is more along the Lizzo lines. So... beautiful is the word i was looking for and couldn't think of and i just thought of it beautiful hey let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink talking about all this beauty has made me thirsty for real oh man (sighs) so good I know I'm supposed to just drink water because that was an ice-cold Coca-Cola Zero. I am a fan of Coca-Cola Zero. I know that Ronaldo is not a fan of Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero. He got into a big row. Well, I mean, they made it into a big row when he showed up for the Euro 2020 press conference and he sat down, it was, he was speaking at a press conference, uh, before the Portugal game against Hungary, uh, on Monday. And when he sat down, there were two Coke bottles in front of him in front of the seat and he slid them off to the side and then, you know, showed off his water bottle and it coincided with Coca-Cola that 1.6% drop in share price. So that meant about a $4 billion loss. And that was uh, a coincidence. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But you know, it was, they were one of the sponsors of the event and Ronaldo is one of those guys that is, uh, you know, avoid sugary foods, has a strict diet, It's apparently, you know, he's Mr. Six Clean Meals a Day, which, you know, I, uh, I mean, you know me, that's me. I mean, I like to eat, you know, six meals a day. I don't know if they're clean, (laughs) but he's Mr. Health and that's what he does. So he is not big on sugary drinks or sodas of any kind. So they are a spokesperson for the event said players are offered water alongside Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar on arrival at the press conference and coca-cola responded saying everyone is entitled to their drink preferences and that everyone has different tastes and needs yeah you don't want to get on ronaldo's bad side just go with it they the front picture the straight ahead shot of ronaldo in this press conference would have his bottle of water without coca-cola but there were plenty of pictures side shots of him at the at the press desk at the where they were taking questions at the press conference, that had the Coke bottles in the shot. So they still got their sponsorship money. So I'm not sure that the loss of Coca-Cola was uh, anything other than a coincidence. And it most certainly wasn't because Ronaldo is now uh, all woke and hating on Coca-Cola. No way. And Coca-Cola is not going to hate on Ronaldo because Ronaldo is the man. Uh, He just is. That guy walks into a country and they hand him $50 million. He's worth right now, I think they said half a billion, but I would venture to say that he's probably worth more than that. I mean, the guy is 36 years old now and he is a monster star. So it's going to be really tough for Coca-Cola to be hating on Ronaldo. I'll tell you that. And he didn't say anything bad about Coca-Cola. He just slid him off to the side and held up his water bottle. So, tough to make a fight with that. Speaking of sports superstars, did you see Tom Brady's uh, Instagram post, his uh, Instagram video? He uh, is back working on, he looks great. And uh, yeah, I know, I said it, he looks great. And he posted a video on his Instagram account promoting his TB12 brand electrolytes. And then he tosses a football. He takes a big drink of the TB12 electrolytes. And then he turns around, gives the camera a little Tom Brady smile, turns around, picks up a football and tosses it toward the moon. He's on a beach and you see uh, the moon up where you normally would see the moon up in the sky. And he tosses the football up into the air toward the moon. And the video takes the football all the way to the moon and explodes the moon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it makes you want to drink the uh, TB12 electrolytes for sure. If that's gonna make uh, you know me be able to throw the football to the moon and have it hit the moon and explode. Well, it doesn't really hit the explode the moon. It just creates a big dust plume because it hit the moon so hard. He's 43 now, still playing in the NFL apparently. He just had another knee surgery, too. And, I mean, it's the, you know, they're quick and easy. Most knee surgeries, I've been through a bunch of them. I've been through a replacement surgery, and I've been through a bunch of the uh, the one uh, three prongs, and you're in and out. You have the scraper, the sucker, and the <laughs> the cleaner. That's just the way it works. A orthoscopic surgery. I never hurt anybody. You're in, you're out three prongs, it's good to go. However, this knee surgery apparently was a little bit more serious than that with just the quick little orthoscopic. So we'll see. And they're saying they don't know if they're going to uh, be fined, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that is, because they're supposed to uh, list that. If uh, there's an injury that would qualify as a significant or noteworthy injury, it's supposed to be on the injury list. And I don't think uh, Tom Brady's knee uh, was on the injury list, but I, you know, so be it. And, you know, okay, we're going to stick with sports. We've got Charles Barkley. And it kind of ties into what was going on with Victoria's Secret and Rihanna and Lizzo and how we're supposed to see women now. Charles joked for a long time about the big old San Antonio women, right? It was one of Charles Barkley's jokes. He's been joking about it for, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years. He's talked about it. Well, he said now that they've told him he cannot talk about San Antonio and their big old women anymore. Apparently one lady wrote an article and now, you know, the cancel culture, the outrage culture is all about it. So he can't talk about the big old woman of San Antonio. He's, uh, and he talked about, uh, what they told him on a particular podcast the uh, it was uh, tweeted out from Viral Sports at NC Top Ten Plays, and so he talked about this with Grant and Denny live. I mean, who doesn't listen to Grant and Denny live? If you crack a joke the wrong way, they're like, "Oh no, 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 no! You crossed the line." I mean, they won't even let me talk about San Antonio anymore. You know, <laughs> when I, you know what I'm always talking about them big old women down in San Antonio. They're like. <laughs> we got one lady wrote an article I'm like, first of all, I didn't call anybody personally fat in San Antonio, I was just joking around and well, this one lady wrote this article I'm like, so y'all gonna let one lady we've been having fun with this for probably 10-15 years (laughs) and and, and, and when we go to San Antonio, the people are having a blast with it I mean, the people in San Antonio they they had t-shirts made up (laughs) <laughs> and he goes on to say that he doesn't have to go back there anymore because the team isn't really that good anymore. I believe he said, uh, the team sucks now, but anyway, he's being forced to, you know, be quiet and not make those jokes anymore because of one person. Now he said, look, I'm 58 years old and he's not too worried. I plan on retiring in a couple of years. So, you know, I'll get over it. And so will they, but he said, he went on to say, I'm only working until 60. I've already told him that I'm not working until the day I die. That's stupid. And if I don't have enough money by now, I'm an idiot anyway. So they should fire me anyway. I mean, that's the way Charles feels, but he's still being uh, quit. They, they consider it fat shaming stick. Oh, okay. Is it, is it? Cause he's already joked around about eating, going to San Antonio and eating and, and, and having fun with the big old women is just, <sighs> we're in a, we're in a different, different place in America. Now, one of the things that we are in though, is good times in Fort Worth, Texas coming at the end of July. I may have to be a part of this event. The hashtag kindness duck party is coming to Fort Worth and it's coming to trinity park in fort worth texas july 23rd 24th and 25th and what's also coming to the hashtag kindness duck party is the world's largest rubber duck (laughs) yes yes you heard me the world's largest rubber duck okay yeah uh it's gonna have aside from that it's gonna have uh, food trucks, vendors, tents, showcasing work of local nonprofits. It's the kindness duck project. So kind of cool big event. There's a free event to show up to, but the world's largest duck is the way to, uh, is the way to have fun. The duck stands six stories tall and she has a baby duck, which stands just 10 feet high. The ducks are going to be set up just north of the Duck Pond between the river and the river itself. So uh, I may have to go down to Trinity Park on one of those days and have fun with the world's largest rubber duck. Well, it isn't really a rubber duck, though, is it? No, it's not. But it is kind of. It just looks like one of those rubber ducks. And we've got a, a bunch of those rubber ducks in my household, I'll tell you that. Everybody in my household loves those rubber ducks so many of them every time I turn around there's more rubber ducks than I know what to do with but you know we do find something to do with them (laughs) yeah I know don't look at me like that don't do it big news for you Bob Dylan fans I know dry your eyes He's going to make his return to live performance after the pandemic forced an extended time out in his usual robust and never ending touring schedule. He announced that he's going to offer his first streaming performance under the title Shadow Kingdom, July 18th. It's being characterized as his first such special in nearly 30 years. I know he did the uh, MTV Unplugged concert in 1994. That's the last time he's done any kind of broadcast special. So that's exciting news, right? The uh, webcast is happening on Veeps, and tickets are already on sale. The cost, flat 25 bucks. That's not bad. Uh, usually for a streaming concert, uh, you know, it's pretty good price. Pretty good price for that. Now there's going to be, uh, you know, there's no... I don't know what all kinds of other stuff you're going to be able to buy or whatever you're going to do, but the performance is beginning at 2 p.m. on July 18th. You can re-watch it. You uh, can, uh, you know, I guess you can purchase it. Uh, you can rewatch it. You can purchase it two and a half days after. Okay, so uh, you can rewatch it or purchase for the first time for two and a half days after that. I got you. Okay, so you'll be able to watch it live and then watch it again for two and a half days after that. And who doesn't want to do that after the first time around, you're going to want to watch it time and time again, Dylan, just turned 80. Bob Dylan, 80 years old. Oh my gosh. Just incredible. So he was on the road a bunch. And I, mean, I saw Dylan live a long, many years ago. And, uh, and, you know, it was a good show. It was Bob Dylan. It was Dylan is Dylan. Uh, I don't know that I would spend 25 to see him stream a show, but maybe might be kind of worth it. Might be fun to see Bob streaming. I know that, uh, you know, it, I, it might be fun to be in a show like that, but he's new, 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 new. We're not going to be around people, but you can still stream it. We're going to stream you a show. Okay. Cause I know that, uh, you know, Morgan Stanley's top boss, you know, we talked a little bit about, um how people, the businesses in San Francisco, Twitter and, uh, and, uh, Facebook. And there was another business too, that was saying, uh, if you want to continue to get the big bucks, you got to live in the city because they were giving, they were figuring that they were paying people extra money because they were living in San Francisco. And now with the pandemic, they were living outside of the city. Oh, I think it was Pinterest. Pinterest was also saying that, uh, if you want the, uh, extra money, you better be living in the city. Well, Morgan Stanley is now saying, yeah, if you want NYC money, you got to be in NYC. And they want people back in the office. They've said, uh, you come back to the office by Labor Day or face a pay cut. Okay. I mean, they're saying, look, we do our work inside. That's where we teach. That's where our interns learn. It's how we develop people. Okay. I mean, we did all this virtually and I don't want to do it anymore. And the, uh, James Gorman, the chief executive for Morgan Stanley said, look, if you can go into a restaurant in New York city, you can come to the office. All right. Now they've permitted 70,000 employees to work from home. 70% of the big apple adults have been vaccinated and an infection rate that's not even half a percent now. So it's time for workers to get off their couches and back to their desks. Yeah, America's had it. I think that, uh, I know Gorman is speaking for a lot of people. We, we need to get back. We need to get back to work. No question. Now, he said, look, uh, if you want a New York City salary, you'll have to be in the five boroughs to earn it. All right, I guess, you know, I don't know. Look, I worked in the city for I don't know how long I worked in the city, but I didn't live in the five boroughs. Uh, I lived in Pennsylvania and for a few months I lived in New Jersey right next to right next to the borough of Manhattan, but I didn't live in the boroughs. So, I mean, maybe I would have that fight with Gorman myself and say, uh, dude, uh, that's what I would say to the chief executive, Morgan Stanley, dude, I don't live in the five boroughs, but I travel in and out of the five boroughs every freaking day. So I wanted NYC money. Okay. And we would have that, that argument. Now he might get mad at me and say, I'm not your dude, <laughs> but he's, he's just representing, uh, quite a few companies now that want to get back to it. Let's go. We've had enough. We'll see how it turns out. We have a tremendous administration in Washington, D.C. right now getting this country back up and running and proud to be red, white, and blue America. Right? Right. I mean, holy cow. I mean, we talked about it at length on Glenn Beck's radio program. Pat and I did the show for him and we recapped the Biden-Putin summit. So if you want to hear about that and know about that listen to the podcast of the Glenn Beck radio show today pat and i go over it but it's really disheartening and um, president biden did not do himself or this country any favors throughout his whole g7 trip and his summit with vladimir putin it just as far as i'm concerned he didn't do anything anybody, any justice for that, except for them, except for the European countries and Vladimir Putin. I don't know how it's going to be reported overall, uh, in the overall. Well, yes, I do. It it's not going to be reported that way, but I try to stay away from that kind of stuff as much as I can on this show. Cause I know I just want you to have some fun and hear some fun stories and just, you know, kind of, I don't know, smile a little bit from time to time. But it's tough because so much of the political arena gets involved in our everyday life now It's just amazing. Like we have the story of the homeowner who uh, could be facing $500 a day fine because she has these Trump signs, pro Trump signs and anti Biden signs on her fence. (laughs) <laughs> One is a, don't blame me. I voted for Trump. Joe Biden sucks. And then there's a few that have some expletives on the banners that she has hanging on her fence. But she says, look, I've got a right to put them up there. Freedom of speech. The Roselle park people are saying, Ooh, yeah, no. This is a New Jersey town, uh, and we don't want that. Uh, we're gonna have to start finding you. Uh, how about $500 a day? How about that? And I'm sure that she'll point to her one sign that says, F Biden. And another one says, F Biden, not my president. So their fight on this though, neighbors are upset because her home is near an elementary school. And the students are exposed to the profane messages. This is terrible. I mean, kids go by here. It's a family neighborhood. And um, why? Oh, are these the same kids that are going to school and learning about critical race theory and learning about uh, uh, masturbation and learning about how bad white people are? Those same kids you're worried about? I was just checking. I was just checking. That's all. I was just checking. We'll see how long this lasts. Uh, This is a fight that I'm pretty sure this homeowner is going to lose because nobody wants to spend, you know, 500 bucks a day unless she gets a big GoFundMe and people send her a bunch of money to pay the fines. And that would be great. That's that's what she should do is set up a GoFundMe and just let people fund her. When she runs out of money, then she quits paying the fine and she, you know, keeps the banners up until they come and take them down or she takes them down and rolls them out every 4th of July. (laughs) don't blame me. I voted for Trump. Socialism sucks. Biden sucks. F Biden, not my president. Yeah, she's not going to win that battle. Another battle that's going on in Arizona, they've got the election audit going on. Apparently, I guess they've hit the hand recount milestone. They've counted them all. They haven't given us the exact count yet, but I saw where the one Arizona state Senator, uh, she was not happy with attorney general, Merrick Garland and Senator state senators, Wendy Rogers. She issued a warning to attorney general Merrick Garland to stay out of Arizona's audit of the 2020 presidential election. Oh, really? Yeah, you stay out of Arizona's audit of the 2020 presidential election or else he will go to jail. You will not touch Arizona ballots or machines unless you want to spend time in an Arizona prison. Maybe you should just focus on stopping terrorism. The Justice Department is one of the most corrupt institutions in the USA. All right. Uh, Merrick, what was that that you said that you wanted the Justice Department to scrutinize any post-election audits for evidence of voting law violations? Yeah I would uh, I would say that would be a fun battle if he uh, if he tried to dip his hands or his toes or whatever you're gonna dip into the Arizona recount. you might want to stay away. Uh, people in Arizona don't want you around. <laughs> If you're looking for something to do this weekend and you're in Jersey or close to Jersey at the Sunray Beach on the Delaware Bay, maybe you go there for a little bit of fun. It's that time of year again for the horseshoe crabs to gather on the beach and have their wild sex romps that involve as many as 13 males piling onto a female crab to fertilize her eggs. I know. I guess the annual orgy which is, uh, you know, been going on for millions of years. So these horseshoe crabs have been around for 400 million years. I don't know if they've all showed up at the Sunray Beach on Delaware Bay for 400 million years. But I guess horseshoe crabs, are they even real crabs? I, I, okay, you know, we'll call them. I guess we'll, we'll leave that alone. But uh, they come ashore and the females lay their eggs. And they have to have some water. They come ashore under the, you know, full moon to begin their, begin their horseshoe crab business. And then while they're doing that, and they're digging up a nest to, uh, moving their legs, female horseshoe crabs lay in a single sitting as many as 4,000 tiny green eggs between 12,000 and 24,000 in a spawning cycle. That's some serious business. Now, uh, no kidding. Every nest has up to about 13 or 14 potential fathers. That's some serious horseshoe crab business going on right there. And they say, uh, you know, spectators are always showing up trying to catch a glimpse of the giant crab orgy. Nothing but crab business going on. And I don't know. uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, putting together crabs and bidness. If you've ever, and I'm not talking about horseshoe crabs, but I'm talking about things that kind of look like horseshoe crabs, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, You have those crabs and then you have bidness and put them together and it's not good. Uh, It's not fun. So you have to go purchase some of this. I think it's called A-Pyronate Thirteen or something like that. What the heck is it called? I mean, I thought it was maybe a pyrene three hundred or something like that. But I was looking, and it's uh, Rid has this lice killing shampoo that gets rid of the crab lice. Anyway, I don't know why the heck I'm talking about this nasty business. <laughs> oh yeah, the horseshoe crabs. So go to the beach there in New Jersey and look at the horseshoe crab business going on. There's plenty of uh, there's plenty of horseshoe crab business going on at the Sunray Beach on Delaware Bay. But according to this headline on Reddit, I was going through this thread on Reddit and I was reading these different headlines. And the one headline that caught my attention was a study conducted between 2007 and 2017 found that young adults are having less casual sex, mainly because they're drinking less, but also because of an increase in gaming and more of them having to live with their parents so apparently gaming and living with your parents puts a little nicks on the business time for uh, for young adults <laughs> interesting uh then i was as i was going through these headlines some of them were fascinating uh, they talk about uh in 1986 an astronomer trying to trace a 75 cent computer time discrepancy for 10 months eventually found a german hacker selling defense secrets to the kgb Okay. During World War II, an American lieutenant, realizing his position was inundated with enemy troops, called in an artillery barrage on himself. Following a U.S. counterattack later that day, the lieutenant's body was found alongside approximately 100 German soldiers. His name was John R. Fox. That man is a hero. Thank you, John R. Fox, April fool's day prank in 1980 by the BBC who reported that big Ben was going to change to a digital clock. Some people were so shocked by the announcement that they phoned in to complain, oh, we believe you. We believe you, uh, Nick Cage once crashed a Nick Cage film festival, watched four of his own films, did a 47 minute Q and A and read a 10 minute short story Isn't that special. And that's special. And uh, in 1948, the Nobel committee did not award the Nobel peace prize on the grounds that there was no suitable living candidate implying that Mahatma Gandhi would have received it if it were not for his assassination earlier that year. Well, why don't they just give it to him anyway? I know that there's no suitable living candidate, but if you're not going to give it out then maybe you just, you know, special dispensation to Mahatma and you put an asterisk next to his name and saying, you know, we're going to do this posthumously and he deserved it. And gosh, darn it, because he was assassinated and this was his year. Mahatma, you get the Nobel Peace Prize. That's kind of chintzy. That's kind of a chintzy way to get out of it, I think. But, you know, maybe that's just me. And one more in the headline thread here on Reddit for the day, uh, that could be coming to a country near you very soon. You know, that country is well, if you live in the United States, it may be a country near you right now in 1988, the population of Rio de Janeiro, Rio de Janeiro was so unsatisfied with his politicians during the election that a well-known local monkey from a zoo. Received over 400,000 votes. Isn't that special? Now, the monkey became popular because of his temperament. He was always in a bad mood and he had a habit of throwing mud and feces on the visitors of the zoo. <laughs> so they'd rather vote for him than anyone else that was running for office. That's great. Now, the monkey's name was... M-A-C-A-C-O-T-I-A-O. Macaco Tiao was a chimpanzee of the Rio de Janeiro zoological garden who was very popular with children and visitors. He was so popular, they have a monument to him in Rio de Janeiro at the zoo. If you are in Rio de Janeiro, I would love to have you tag Chewing the Fat with a picture from the monument of this chimpanzee. He is it, man. The reason he was a, he was such a, a hero is because he was throwing mud and feces, especially at, you know, politicians, but even regular people who would just throw mud and poop on him. We need a tagged picture from the monument of this chimpanzee in Rio, Rio de Janeiro. So you can tag me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR, Tag me on Instagram or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. You could maybe try to find a way to tag me on Parlor if it still exists at Jeff Fisher Radio. Or you could email me at ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. But for sure, if you're in Rio de Janeiro and listening to Chewing the Fat, got to go to the zoo and tag me with a picture of, what's that monkey's name again? Macaco Tiao. Yeah, that's what I said. Macaco Tiao.